So anyway, um, welcome you guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, we are going to get started here in just a moment tonight. We're talking about the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. And um, uh, I just <clears throat> want to remind everyone uh, who is watching uh, to uh, give the video a thumbs up. You know, if, if the messages are helping you, go ahead and give the video a thumbs up and also um, like, uh, excuse me, also uh, leave a comment in the chat. You know, it's okay to say hi. Uh, let me know, you know, um, what you're thinking and also um, share the video with someone who needs it. Amen. Share the video with someone who needs it. And so um, uh, the information there on the screen uh, is for uh, all of you who may be looking for other content, uh, looking for other messages, etc. You can find me at uh, my website there. I am right down here. Um, also, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Instagram, I am on Facebook at Divinity Life Podcast and Facebook uh, at Divinity Life. So uh, you can find me there. Um, also, for those of you who are uh, needing deliverance, if you are needing deliverance, um, uh, I am doing deliverance currently on Saturday mornings. Uh, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. That information can be found at imdivinity.com forward slash deliverance. You can go there and the details, um, <clears throat> the details are there uh, on the website. Uh, I am uh, divinity.com forward slash deliverance. You can book a free session. The sessions are free. I do not charge for deliverance for because deliverance is just prayer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, I'm not going to charge you for prayer. I'm not going to charge you for healing or anything like that. Um, you know, I'm here by the grace of God and by the love of God to help God's people. So, uh, yeah, that is totally free. Um, also, if you are interested in sewing, uh, for those of you who would like to sew or support this ministry in any form, who would like to just give back, you know, and not dine and dash, <laughs> uh, then you can uh, give. Here's the information at the bottom of the screen there. Um, Cash App is Divinity Life and PayPal is imdivinity at gmail.com. I also do have Venmo, but I have not added that information yet. So that will be coming soon for those of you who uh, who use Venmo. Amen. Um, so got all of that out of the way and um, uh, just uh, make sure that you do what? Make sure that you do what? Yay. Subscribe. Make sure that you subscribe. Um, I noticed that about 40% of people who watch uh, the videos don't actually subscribe, um, but they sit there and they watch the whole video. So I know that, you know, you're getting something out of it. Right. So if you are um, if, if you are watching and you are not subscribed, go ahead and, and subscribe. It doesn't tell me who you are. You don't have to tell me who you are. You know, you can subscribe incognito. There's a such thing and there is a such setting to subscribe incognito. For those of you watching by way of IG, if you've been watching and you're not following, why not? I mean, I'm your sister. We're family. So go ahead and hit that follow button and uh, follow, you know, uh, that this is going to help the messages to get out to more people to reach more people. So yeah, please do uh, share, follow, and all of that great stuff. All right. 
So tonight's message is the fear of the Lord. I am um, popping this here on the ticker. Uh, the fear of the Lord, the fear of the Lord. And this is, we're talking about the state of the church in terms of the fear of the Lord, because um, it seems as though the fear of the Lord has walked out the door. It has left the church. <laughs> the fear of the Lord seems to have left the church. And so we want to bring that back. Amen. We want to bring that back. God wants to bring that back. And uh, Tuesday night, um, you know, we had a, a very, uh, sobering and a very, um, excuse me. Oh Lord, I brought it empty. My water bottle is empty. Um, we, we had a, uh, very sobering and a very severe, uh, message, prophetic message from the Lord. And, uh, um, you know, he was speaking in, in that concerning all or nothing that, you know, as the bride of Christ, if we really call ourselves his bride, his church, um, then uh, we should understand very well um, as, as it is in the uh, spirit. So as it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit realm that uh, when it comes to marriage, right? When it comes to marriage, being married to the Lord and being the bride of Christ as his church, that we should, um, that we should uh, want to give all of ourselves to him, you know, that, that he actually, requires it. He actually wants all of us. Um, you know, he, he says all or nothing. It's all or nothing. And you can't blame him because, you know, uh, if you're a husband, you're a wife, you understand the same thing. Um, you want all or nothing. Right. And so um, God was speaking very, very expressly there throughout that uh, two hours. It was over. It was about two and a half hours of prophetic message uh, prophetic utterance that he was releasing. Um, and, and that is what he gives me is these, these utterances. They're, uh, they are more, um, utterances. I know you're like, well, what, what kind of preaching is that? What kind of teaching is that? It's, it's, it's teaching by way of, of utterance, prophetic utterance, preaching by way of prophetic utterance and, um, uh, unction, prophetic unction. I know a lot of people don't uh, hear that word nowadays, and um, many don't even use that word uh, anymore. But it's still in the Bible. <laughs> Excuse me, it's, it's still in the Bible, and it's still important. Amen. It's still important um, because a lot of people are are preaching um, with enticing words of man's wisdom, enticing words of man's wisdom, and not by the power and authority and demonstration of the Holy Ghost, nor by the unction of the Holy Ghost. That means not allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through them. They use, they conjure their words up in their mind. And some of us are very, very good at that, right? Very good at that, uh, at conjuring up words and, and phrases and catchphrases and using um, cliches and things of that nature. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit being able to speak through you as a vessel, the Holy Spirit does not speak like that. Amen. The Holy Spirit does not. The, the Holy Spirit has a whole different language of his own. Amen. And um, yes, he will use your your personality and things like that. You know, that's why he anoints you as the as the vessel. Um, but he wants to transform you in order for him to use you 
the way that he wants to, the way that he needs to, uh, in order for him to be able to speak through you, right? To speak through you and it not be you speaking. There is a difference. There is a difference. And by, by this, we know those who have uh, been filled with the Holy Ghost and those who have who have not. It's very obvious. Um, it's, it's very obvious. I know sometimes we can't see ourselves, but it is very obvious to the spiritual eye. It is very obvious to the spiritual eye. Um, I have been in this thing about 25 years um, in terms of ministry. Uh, well, salvation and ministry. Uh, I was uh, I surrendered to the Lord 25 years ago and I didn't have that that break in between where I just went and did what I wanted to do and then came back to the Lord. Um, I stayed with him the whole time. I made mistakes. I fell. I got up. You know, I I got bruised knees. I got bruised, you know, broken bones and everything. I did all of that, you know, but I, I remained in the house of the Lord faithful, 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 faithful to the house of the Lord, faithful to the presence of the Lord. When I was not in the house of the Lord or when the Lord brought me out, uh, out of the house, um, I remained faithful to him, um, may, still made mistakes, but, but I was still faithful to him. If you get my meaning, I did not leave him. <laughs> I did not leave him. And, uh, not to make me sound, <clears throat> sound better than anyone else. Um, you know, because I, some of the greatest testimonies come from people who walked away uh, or, or seem, you know, backslid, seem to backslide. And back, and when it comes to backsliding, you know, it's a hard thing. It's not, um, it's not uh, just, you know, walking away. So yeah, I could say that I, that I backslid, um, but it was, you know, it was still like with him, you know what I mean? Um, and so uh, I said that to say that uh, 25 years ago, you know, we were very, uh, we were all very familiar with this word uh, unction, unction, prophetic unction and prophetic uh, utterance because the apostolic and the prophetic were, were, uh, were um, very prominent in the church at that time, the apostolic and the prophetic. I was raised under an apostolic covering and it's, and it's not generation uh, Z. Okay. Um, it was um, old school, old school apostolic uh, and prophetic uh, covering. And so, um, uh, you know, things happen, you know what I'm saying? Things happen. People get uh, off track. Uh, people uh, mess up. People uh, become over, uh, overburdened and um, and uh, began to mess up. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> people get <clears throat> get full of themselves. Um, people get full of pride and <clears throat> and um, allow other things to take over. Um, nevertheless, the foundation of the Lord standeth sure. The foundation of the Lord standeth sure, and that is why God is still dealing with and still speaking to and still, um, you know, still uh, pleading with his people, pleading with his people. Even those that have made some of the worst mistakes ever, he is still pleading. He is still pleading. He's still pleading with us, right? He's still pleading with you. 
Um, he's still pleading. He's still pleading. And, and, uh, you know, that, that is, uh, that is life. That is reality. The Bible says that God is long suffering and merciful. That means full of mercy, wishing that all would be saved and none would be lost. Otherwise he would have come already. He would have come already. Right. So, um, you know, these are these are the kinds of uh, things that I experience. These are these are some of the bumps and bruises <laughs> um, that I experienced in terms of uh, church and ministry. Um, that was the reason for me um, leaving, or you know, for 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 me coming out of that church, coming out of that church where I served faithfully for sixteen about sixteen years, I believe. Um, but you know. Um, yeah, my testimony is on YouTube if you want to if you want to see that. But, you know, uh, people have reasons. And I think some of the greatest testimonies come from people who have backslidden um, and, 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 and have been awakened. You know what I'm saying? Uh, have been awakened. Glory to God. Sorry, this hair is in my face. Something is bothering me. There's like a string of hair somewhere here that's bothering me. Um, and so, uh, you know. God wants to get glory out of our lives. Bottom line, God wants the glory out of our lives. Amen. Um, so uh, I'm going to grab my notes here and uh, we're going to go ahead and get started tonight. Um, is a bit uh, still, you know, prophetic utterance. <laughs> it's still prophetic utterance. Um, and uh, we're talking about the fear of the Lord, but I want you to just kind of, you know, um, understand uh, what that is. You know what I'm saying? When I begin to minister that way, begin to speak that way, what that is, um, it's not, it, it has nothing to do with me. Amen. It is the Holy Spirit um, taking over and saying what he needs to say to his people. And so glory to God almighty for that. Amen. Um, um we're talking about the fear of the Lord tonight, and I thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are resting here. I thank you for resting here. I thank you for your um, your peace here. I thank you for your peace, and I thank you for uh, your your light that you are shining, the light of truth, the light of wisdom, the light of knowledge, the light of understanding. I thank you that you are pricking open the hearts of your people with the spirit of truth. I thank you tonight, Father, that you're going in and that you're shining your light, the light of your word, the light of your truth in every dark uh, place, in every dark corner, in every room of the temple, in Jesus' mighty name, that you're searching the hearts and you're trying the reins. I thank you tonight, Father, that your word is searching us out. Your word is searching us out. Your word is searching us out, is searching us out. It is, it is searching us out. It is purifying. It is sanctifying. It is purging. And it is even pruning in the name of Jesus. I thank you and give you praise tonight, Father. Hallelujah. 
let your word have free course and let it be glorified. You said you sent your word and it healed them. Heal us tonight, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' mighty name. I pray that you will break down the hard heart, the stubborn, stiff neck. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will slay Leviathan that is in the midst of the sea. Slay the dragon that is in the midst of the sea with your strong and sharp and sore and severe word. In Jesus' mighty name tonight, I pray tonight, Father, that you cut off all our enemies from within and without, that you beat down all our foes from, from before our faces in the name of Jesus. I pray tonight, Heavenly Father, that your word, Lord, will take out and will uproot every stony heart and give us hearts of flesh in Jesus' mighty name, that your word, oh God, will break down the hard rock, that it will that it will smash the rocks, that it will smash and break down and cut down the cedars of Lebanon in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that it would rend the mountains, that it will make that it will bring every mountain low, that it will bring every high thing low, Father God, and that every valley will be exalted in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, that your word will come and humble us tonight, that your word will break down the pride tonight, that it will destroy every yoke of bondage by the power of your anointing tonight, and that it will break and destroy every chain and every shackle in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name, open the prison doors to them that are bound. Open the prison doors to them that are bound. Excuse me. Open the prison doors to them that are bound. Give power to the faint tonight and increase strength to them that have no might tonight. Strengthen the feeble knees. Confirm the weak hands. In Jesus' name, encourage and give us courage and a second wind, for these last minutes, in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, that we may run our race, finish our course with joy, that we may run the race with patience, following after you, looking unto you, Lord Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, it is you. It is you, Lord. It is you, Lord. It is you, Lord. We are looking unto you. I pray, Father, that you will take over, take total control tonight. In Jesus' name, be glorified. Amen. All right, we're talking about the fear of the Lord. <clears throat> and um, uh, I, I, I know that the Lord is coming soon because I've been having more... Uh, heavenly encounters or experiences in the presence of God that I can't really, uh, that, 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 that are beyond me. They're beyond my control. They're like, um, and, and you can tell me if you've been experiencing this too. They're like, um, uh, extended periods of, uh, just pure utterance that, that wouldn't make sense to the average person. Um, my, it's like my spirit literally gets stuck on replay or it gets stuck in these exaggerated outcries of worship in the simplest form, in the purest form, in the purest form until I sound like a broken record, you know, um, 
in my spirit, I can see myself worshiping with the elders before his throne, worshiping before the 24 elders. And it's just, it's just hallelujah on repeat. It, it, it's holy, holy, holy on repeat. And I mean, exaggerated long periods of time. I'm not just talking about what, you know, what many of us have probably um, experienced, you know, um, either at home or in a church service. I'm talking about extended, exaggerated, long periods where I literally cannot stop where I literally cannot stop. I get lost in it and I get lost so naturally, uh, so naturally. And I can see him. I can see him. I can see him. I can see him. I can see his form. I can see his form. Um, and, and, and coming out of that, the lines begin to even uh, become blurred. Um, between the spirit realm and what man calls reality between the spirit realm and what man would call reality the line begins begins the lines become blurred and and you know um it, it it's like a drunken state it's like a drunken state many of us uh know you know about being drunk in the spirit it's a state of drunkenness but it is a um Listen, when you have surrendered your life to the Lord and you are, you know, you have all, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, God bless you to those who are trying to get there because they have so many responsibilities and their time is being taken, constantly taken away from them. I pray that you find that, that place. I pray that you find that place, that secret place where you can just dwell where you can just dwell, where you can just abide in his presence. Amen. Uh, this is my prayer for you. This is my prayer for you. I know, uh, I, I, I know what it's like on your side. I know what it's like on your side. And, um, and, and this is my prayer that, uh, the Lord would slow you down. That the Lord would show, would slow you down, that the Lord would slow you down. So that you can experience him in the purest form. So that you can actually uh, see him. So you can have those mountaintop, uh, those heavenly experiences. You know, Moses, um, the Lord didn't allow Moses to go in and to see the promised land. But, but when God took Moses, you know where Moses was? In the mountain. He was in the mountain. He was in the mountain. His body was never found, but he 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 was in the mountain with God. He was in the mountain with God. And the Bible talks about how the mountains uh, burned with fervent heat. That's Hebrews talking about uh, the mountain that cannot be touched. Um, and David uh, also spoke about this, how the mountains shook. Amen. With the presence of God. Uh, uh, the the uh, word talks about this, um, it, you know, the same way that it was with Moses, the same way that, that it was with Moses. And God wants us to have these experiences. And, and I believe in these last minutes, more, more of us um, 
are going to have such experiences. More, more of us are going to have such experiences and encounters with God. Heavenly encounters, heavenly, heavenly, heavenly vision, heavenly visions. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, right? Heavenly visions and dreams. See, many are having a lot of dreams and we think, oh, wow, you know, this is such a supernatural thing. I'm having these dreams, but God would, would rather speak to you while you're awake. <laughs> he would rather, you know, the dream is kind of like the last resort. If I can't talk to you face to face, right? If I can't catch you, you know, because you're constantly coming and going, then I will speak to you in a dream. I will speak to you in a dream, in a vision of the night. Amen. But God spoke to Moses face to face and he wants to speak to you face to face. He wants, he, you, you said, well, no, Moses was God's prophet. Yes, Moses was God's prophet, but God wants uh, that was a that was a type and shadow, right? And it was a uh, pattern, amen. When Jesus came, what happened? He shed his blood so that we could so that we could uh, come boldly before the throne of God. That means that we coming boldly means that you know it doesn't mean we come any kind of way, but it means that we can come. Uh, we don't have to come through. Um, a bunch of, we don't have to give a bunch of uh sacrifices blood sacrifices and chopping up animals and putting them and, and building altars and putting them on wood and you know lighting fires and all that the, the, it, it, it means that we can come boldly before the throne of God through the blood of Jesus Christ and say Lord <laughs> I feel his spirit now <laughs> I feel it again and say Lord here I am here I am, right? And here I am. So, so we're talking about heavenly encounters, heavenly experiences that God wants to give to all of us. He wants all of us to, um, to experience him in this way. And he wants to speak to us face to face. Hey, sis, welcome. He wants to speak to us face to face like he did with Moses. Yeah. Yeah, I believe many of us are going to have these experiences. There's going to be an increase of these experiences with God. Glory to God, because we as his children, as his sons and daughters, and as his bride, the church. Yeah, you know, this thing is intimate. It's about intimacy. It's about intimacy, a husband and wife, you know, and the wife doesn't get the benefits of the husband. Hey, sis, the, doesn't receive the benefits of the husband, mi even though she's uh, even though she's close to him, she doesn't receive the benefits until they actually make covenant, until they actually make covenant and until and um, consummate that covenant or that union. Once it is consummated, it is real. It is sealed. It is sealed. It is sealed. And so therefore, all the all the benefits uh, that come with the husband automatically belong to the wife. You know, everything he has automatically becomes hers. You know, so, so, so we're talking about the bride now, the bride of Christ. We have to ask ourselves then, you know, 
why, why, why do some of us seek God for the benefits without the intimacy or the consummation or even the, even the covenant? Some of us just heard about what the Lord can do, you know, and we come to get our little piece. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we come for the fishes and the loaves, right? We come for the miracles. We come for the signs and the wonders. We come because of what our eyes saw or what we heard. You see, you see the, the queen of Sheba came to Solomon. She traveled from afar. She came to see wh who is this man and how did he get all of this? How did he get all of these things? I, I want to know about this God that you serve and you worship. I want to know about your God. I want to know how you gained all this wisdom and, and you didn't get it. You didn't get it through our gods. You didn't get it our way. You see, you see, this is what God wants for us. He wants us to, he wants the world to look at the church and be like, yeah, she married to the Lord for real. You know, he wants the world to look at the church and say, Matt and say, my, what wisdom, my, what riches, what glory. My, who is this God? You see, and not just come to him for the, for the riches and the glory, right? Because the God of this world, um, has glory. He showed Jesus what the, the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them talking about wealth, riches, money and things of that nature. Right. And, and, but, but God wants the world to look at us like that. And he wants, and, and he wants to draw them. He wants to draw them with that, right? He wants to draw them, but he wants them to come and make covenant, make covenant with him also. Don't just use him. And so it starts with us as the church. If we model that to the world and we're just using God for what we can get from him, then guess what? That's the same thing they're going to do when they come. You see, that's the same thing they're going to do. They're watching us. They're watching us. They're watching us. They're watching. They are watching. You see. So we have to, we, th this is another reason, you know, we have to get this thing right. We have to, because they're watching. They're watching. They, you see them on social media. They come on your page, right? Some of them even comment, you know, they're watching. Some, some are full of demons, but they're watching, right? They're watching. So, you know, we're talking about the bride of Christ. When the Lord is speaking, he's speaking to his bride, though. He's speaking to his bride. He's speaking to his bride. Amen. He's speaking to his bride. Um, so, you know, not the bride. If we're not the bride, then God is probably not <laughs> talking, uh, to you. Amen. Glory to God. He's not talking to you. So, you know, this is where we either have to make a decision, where we have to make a decision. Either I want to be married to the Lord uh, and I'm not going to commit adultery. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be faithful to him or uh, I'm, I'm going to walk away. Either I, I, I will love him or not, you know, um, point blank period. Let me give you this. We're going to go here to first John chapter two. That's my, 
uh, scripture here, first John chapter two, uh, where we're going to be starting tonight. Um, but, uh, I'm hearing, I'm hearing another, uh, I'm hearing something else right now. So let me, uh, let me grab this for you. Uh, let me grab this for you first. Uh, what scripture is this here? I'm hearing Ephesians um, chapter one, uh, verse 17. King James, Ephesians chapter one, verse 17. <clears throat> Says here, um, let me start at 17, Lord. Yeah. Um, okay. Verse 16, we're going to start in verse 16. This is Apostle Paul speaking um, to the church of Ephesus. He says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, there that word is again, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. My prayer for you is that the Lord, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, because he is the God of glory, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give unto you. Notice he didn't say riches. He didn't say wealth. He didn't say money. He said, and that is glory, right? He said, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, Tuesday night, what did the Lord say? He says, many are seeking me for revelation. They're, they're searching the scriptures to find revelation so they can minister revelation to the people, right? So they can impress the people so the people can give riches so the people can give them money right this is how they choose choose to uh achieve their wealth <laughs> you know but the lord said i would rather give unto them the spirit of revelation the spirit of revelation see you're seeking me for the gifts but but i am the giver i i want you to <laughs> you know Seek the giver, not the gifts. You want the gift of revelation, the spirit of revelation. Uh, you want the gift of revelation, but you don't want the giver. He said, "Give." I want to give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of me. Oh, so this is only for those who want to know me. Me. You want my knowledge without knowing me? You, 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 you want my revelation, my wisdom without knowing me? Are you a thief? Are you a thief? Did you come to steal? Mm -hmm. You see, you see, you want something from me without, with, without knowing me, <coughs> without knowing me, you want something from me without knowing me. It says here that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened now that you may know what is the hope of his calling, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance 
in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Only kind of, that's the only way that you get that power. You must be raised from the dead. You must be right. He wrought in Christ. See, <clears throat> we, we, we die in Christ. And then he, we're resurrected from the dead. And that is how we get this knowledge. That is how we get this revelation that we died in this thing. We died in it. You have, <clears throat> you have to die in it. You're not you're not dead in it if you're still everywhere preaching what you want God to do for you. You're not dead in it, in it. You know, we can we can see you. We can see you. We can see you. And God sees you. But you can't see yourself. You can't see yourself. But 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 he says which he wrought in Christ when he, when he raised him from the dead. We've been resurrected Resurrection, resurrected, resurrected from the dead. That's what the quickening, that's where the quickening comes from. That's where the unction comes from. That's where the utterances come from. Crucified. I am crucified in Christ. Nevertheless, I live. And the life that I now live, you see, I live by the faith of the son of God, not my, not my faith, not my agenda. By the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. But you're still seeking things and you're still seeking husband and you're still seeking wife, children, job, blessings, money. You're still seeking things. See? It's not that God doesn't want you to have such things, but what are you seeking? It's in the seeking that that's what he sees in the heart. You're after the gifts and not the giver. He says, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Amen. We're gonna we're going here now to First John. I, I had to give that to you there. We're going to First John chapter two because the Lord was speaking about this revelation, uh, this revelation thing. <clears throat> he was speaking about that revelation thing. He said, "That's what I want to give you, but you have to seek my uh, God bless you. Welcome, uh, welcome. Thank you for joining." Um. You have to seek uh, the right way. Your heart needs to be in the right place. We're going to First John chapter two. First um, John chapter two, and we're going to skip through uh, a little bit here. I'm in the King James Bible. Um. I'm going to skip through a little bit here. Uh, we're going to start at, uh, did this just go dark? What happened? 
and something happened, it just went dark. One second. I don't know why. I don't know what happened there. Um, we're going to look here at um, verse 4. Excuse me. We're, we're, we'll start at verse 1. 1 John chapter 2, verse 1. It says, My little children, these things write I unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Uh, and he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only. I'm getting to the fear of the Lord here in just a sec. Uh, he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Also for the sins of the whole world. For And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Hereby, we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. What did the Lord say Tuesday night? He says, he says, many people are saying, I know the Lord, but they don't obey me. And, and the whole world can see how much you know me. The, the whole world can see how much you love me by your level of obedience to me, your level of submission to me. If a wife is not submissive to her husband, we have to we have the right to question whether or not she really loves the man. You see, it says hereby we do know that we know him or are intimate with him. If we keep his commandments, he that saith, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar. Now, this is New Testament. <laughs> this is New Testament. Is a liar. And the truth is not in him. And the truth is not in him. So he is full of what? Darkness. His eye has been darkened. Right? But whoso keepeth his word. In him verily or surely is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. He that saith he abideth in him. Ought himself also so to walk, even as he walked. Oh, so if we say that we abide in Christ, and we're and we're claiming Psalm ninety one, right? <laughs> yeah, he abide. He that dwelleth in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. If we say the Scripture is here saying plainly, he that saith that he abides in Christ. Ought himself, that person ought to himself also walk like Christ or walk even as Christ walked, right? It says, brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment <laughs> which you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard from the beginning. You see, there's no new thing under the sun. I know some of you are out there talking about, well, you, you quoted this scripture and that was out of context and that was out of context. This is what was going on with that people in that time. Yes, but the Holy Ghost is never out of context. He's never out of context. He's always right on time. And he said, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes, he said, 
There is nothing new under the sun. The same thing that was before that has been is now and shall be. Amen. So what does that mean? The same thing they were doing back then, back then that caused God to speak to them in that way is the same thing that we're doing now that's causing God to speak to us in this way. Out of context. Hmm. Yeah. And he says, again, a new commandment I write unto you. Now watch this. It was old. Now it's new, right? But it's the same. He said the same commandment. Which thing is true in him and in you? Because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. Uh-oh, that just hit somebody. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light. Abel. He that loveth his brother. See, we're talking about Cain and Abel. He that loveth his brother abides in the light and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness and knoweth not whither he goeth because, because that darkness has blinded his eyes. You say, I don't hate my brother. Well, why are you oppressing your brother? Why are you taking advantage of your sister? Why are you not helping them? Why are you trying to steal from them instead? You know, why are you beating them? Why are you hurting them? Why are you taking advantage of them, using and abusing them and, 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 and doing so, so deceitfully that they don't even recognize what you're doing, but you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. You see, it's because we don't fear the Lord. It's because we don't fear the Lord. It's because we don't fear the Lord. Let me give you this. He says, skip down to verse 16. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. That's a hard saying already. <laughs> Simple, right? But hard saying. You say, Sister Shelly, what do you mean? Uh, stop eating things that have been sacrificed unto idols. That means I can't watch movies. I can't watch Netflix no more. I can't watch this and I can't watch that no more. I had to stop watching it. The word hit me first. It says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If you love it, that means you can't give it up. That's, that's your problem. That's why you're asking that question. You love it more than God. That's why you're that's why you're asking that question. Do I have to? <laughs> yeah, because you're in love with that thing. And God is saying, give it to me. And if you say no, then that is the level of your love for him. Yeah, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. You have to be able to cut these things off, cut yourself off from these things. If your right hand offends you, cut it off. If your, if your eye offends you, pluck it out. Not literally. If any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him. Wow. Wow. 
Wow, the love of the father is not even in him. Getting to the fear here. For all that is in the world. This is why we don't want you to love the world, the Lord says. Because all that is in it is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's not of the father, but it is of the world. Lust. Lust and pride. As the world passeth away and the lust thereof, excuse me, and the world is passing away and the lust thereof, this is pass, this is all passing away. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Verse 18. This is what I wanted to get to. Little children, it is the last time. <laughs> It is the last time. It is the last time. So what does that mean? It says, little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists. Oh, this was over 2,000 years ago, y'all. Even now are, are there many Antichrists with a lowercase a, right? Whereby we know this is, or this is how we know that it is the last time. It is the last time, right? It says, because they went out from us, they, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. So they were once with us. They were once with God. Check that out. Check that out. You know how many people the devil uh, that were once with God and the devil pulled them away, lured them away. The God of this, the God of this world, the God of mammon lured them away, pulled them away from God. They were once of us. These people, the reason they know the Bible, the reason they know uh, uh, they're so, uh, religiously inclined or spiritually inclined is because they were once nah see they once had knowledge of god oh whoa 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 so you're talking about people like anton levey who who started the church of satan and these kinds of things you think they just out of nowhere decided oh oh i hate god oh i got no they were rebelling because they did not want to they, they were tired of the bands, you know, in the book of Psalm, they said, let us cast off his cords from us. Let us cast these cords off of us. That means the cords were once on you and you felt bound and restricted by the laws and the commandments of God. You don't want the restrictions. You don't want the boundaries. You don't want the correction. You don't want to be chastised. You'd rather be a bastard than a son. You you don't want his love, you know? You don't understand his love. So now you say, let us cast off his cords. He says, it says that they were once of us. They went out from us, but they were not of us. That means that they didn't have the same heart as us. That's why they went out. 
That's why they went. They didn't want, they, they weren't, they didn't have a heart like David. They weren't after God's heart. They were after his hand. You see, they weren't after the giver. They were after the gift. They didn't want to be married to the Lord. They just wanted the benefits of, from the man. They were gold diggers. He says they were, they went, they went out from among us because they were not of us. For if they had been of us or like us, they would no doubt have continued with us, but they went out. You know how these secret societies and they think these things were started because these people once had knowledge of God. They still have the knowledge of him, but they deny the knowledge of him. They deny they have a form, but they the, deny the power thereof. Well, Satan once once knew God in that way, right? He was once with God, you know, Lucifer. He was with God as well. So if, you know, if it was so with the father, Lucifer or Satan, then how much more with his children? You see, they are of their father, the devil. You see, so they wouldn't. So they they went out. The Bible says that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Now, who do you think? Who are you thinking about here, Judas? Same thing, same thing, because this is <clears throat> this is the same spirit. Verse 20, but you have an unction. What do we start out with this stream tonight? This message started out with the Lord speaking about unction. But you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. He says, what? I want to give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The knowledge of me, the knowledge of me. When you have an unction from the Holy One or the Holy Spirit, you know all things because he knows all things. He knows all things. He teaches us truth and he guides us into all truth or all things. I have not written unto you because you know not the truth, but because you know it. And that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar? This is right in, right in your face, devil. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is antichrist that denieth the father and the son. Oh, 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 oh. So Antichrist is being, the spirit of God is addressing this spirit head on, face on. You're a liar. You're a liar. There's only one truth and it is the absolute truth. And the truth is that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Christ. But these don't fear the Christ. Ooh, these don't fear the Christ. 
They don't fear the Christ. The Lord said, we're in the last time. So prophetically, what does that mean? A time in the Bible was referred to as a year. A year. Three and a half years, the the Lord, the Bible refers to as a time and a time, a time and times and half a time. That is three and a half years. So here we are in the book of first John. And he's saying, we're, he's saying little children, we are in the last time. So, so that means the last year. And if one day with the Lord is as a thousand years, that's kind of giving us an indication there, right? That's giving us an indication. It's, it's giving us an indication. One day with the Lord is as is like a thousand years. But he said, we're in the last time. And this was over 2,000 years ago. So what does that mean? We're in the last minutes or the last hour. The last hour, not actually the last hour, though, because if you think about it, the last hour, um, the last hour would not be... Uh, would not be a full, excuse me, uh, the last minutes would not be a full hour. The last minutes would be within the hour, within the hour, within the hour. We'll, we'll, we'll get uh, more into that here in, in, in just a moment. I want to look, uh, I, I want to tell you what the, what the Lord said here. He said, broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be that walk in that way. But straight is the way that leads to eternal life. And few there be that find it. We know that Jesus said that, right? He said, they who, they who walk in the broad way seem to fear the devil more than they fear God. Because they're obeying what the devil says. The devil is leading them in this broad way. There's, he's saying everybody's walking like this. Everybody's doing it like this. Everybody's saying it like this. Everybody's over here. Join us. Join us. Join us. Join us. Do it like us. Set it up like us. Build it like us. Say it like us. Teach it like us. Preach it like us. Do it like us. You see? And, and you see many people doing it like them, doing it like them. He said, broad is the way that leads to destruction. It leads to destruction. Therefore, Satan says, oh yeah, it le it's leading to destruction. So let me convince and entice everybody to walk this way so they can be destroyed because he only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Straight, narrow, hard, difficult is the way that leads to eternal life. Seems difficult, but with the help of the Holy Spirit, it's really not difficult. 
It's hard to the flesh. It's difficult to the flesh and to the carnal mind that has no understanding of spiritual things or what real faith is. It says few there be that find that way. They walk in that way because the spirit of the Lord is leading them to walk that way. But those that are walking in the broad way, they, they actually fear the devil more than they fear God. <laughs> you see, because when God speaks to try to turn them from that way or cause them to repent, there's no repenting. They keep walking in that way. They're afraid to lose what they have or what they think they are achieving or about to, to achieve. They are afraid of losing it. But what did Jesus say? He that loses his life for my sake will find it. Will find it. He said, if you want to follow me, you have to take up your cross and deny yourself and then follow me. This is, oh, this is about being married to him. You have to take up your, your cross and deny yourself and then follow me. If you want to be my wife, if you want to be with me, this is my way. This is my way, he says. The Lord tells us to work that we must work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, with fear and trembling, with fear and trembling. What is um, what is the what does fear actually mean, according to King James Dictionary? What does it actually mean here? The word fear, it says um, a painful emotion or passion excited by an expectation of evil or the apprehension of impending danger. Fear expresses less apprehension than dread and dress and dread less than terror and fright. The force of his passion, beginning, excuse me, beginning with the most moderate degree, may thus be expressed. The force of his passion, it says. Um, fear is accompanied with a desire to avoid or ward off expected evil. It's accompanied with a desire to avoid or ward off expected evil. Why we don't? Why are we not carrying that? I don't know. Fear, <clears throat> excuse me, is the <clears throat> is the passion is the passion of our nature, which excites us uh, to provide for our our security on the approach of evil. Well, we're talking about heaven and hell here, you know, following <clears throat> following God. Or the enemy, sorry, it's hot in here. Following God or the enemy. So fear, having the fear of the Lord or the fear of God will cause us to avoid evil, will cause us to run from evil. The Bible says that we are to fear that we are to flee from the even the very appearance of evil. I know my message is not popular. A lot of people ain't gonna come on and sit here and listen, you know. 
because it's a hard word. It's a cutting word. It's not popular. You know, it's not mainstream Christianity, you know, but that's all right. <coughs> that's all right. Um, because I'd rather the Lord cheer me on, you know, I'd rather heaven rejoice over my work than for the world to rejoice over my work or even the religious church, glory to God, what we would call the harlot. Fear is an, uh, it says, uh, it says, Um, hold on. For, uh, sixth definition here. And I'm going to read uh, the, the, cause there's several definitions here. It says in scripture, fear is used to express a filial. That means love or a slavish passion in good men. The fear of God is a holy awe or reverence <coughs> of God. And his laws, which springs from a just view, a just or righteous view and real love of the divine character, leading the subjects of it to hate, <coughs> excuse me, to hate and shun everything that can offend such a holy being. Okay. Those who fear God actually hate evil. That's why it's not hard for us to turn things off when God says, turn it off. Stop eating things that have been sacrificed unto idols. Come out from among them and be ye separate. Love not the things of the world. That's why it's not hard for us because we hate the things that he hates. It says that leading its subjects to hate and shun or avoid or run away from anything that can, that can offend excuse me, that can offend such a holy being. Let me turn this up. Turn this on, on here. That can offend such a holy being and inclining them to aim at perfect obedience. This is filial fear. This is filial fear. Now, the word filial the word filial means <clears throat> do from a son or daughter that's what it means it means affection or love from a son or daughter amen that's what it means so we're talking about <coughs> filial fear or the fear of God in the uh, in the aspect of a son or daughter of God, right? And it says, holy awe or reverence of God and his laws, right? From a view or, or perspective of love, real love of his divine character. You see? Then it says, um, it is the effect or consequent consequence of guilt is the painful apprehension of merited punishment. Slavish fear is slavish fear. Let's look at the word slavish, slavish, slavish. What does that mean? 
Slavish means submissive, relating to characteristic of a slave, typically by behaving in a servile or submissive way. Yeah, submissive fear. It says that submissive fear is the effect or consequence of guilt. <clears throat> it is the painful apprehension of merited punishment. It means that I don't want any punishment, you know, so I am going to submit. I want to keep peace. I am going to submit. The love of God, the uh, Bible says as for in 1 John chapter 4, cast out fear. Cast out this type of fear um, that is a, a, a uh, terror or a terrifying fear or a painful fear. <clears throat> God does not want us to, to walk in that kind of fear. He wants us to submit to him through love, not because we're afraid of punishment, but because we love him. Filial fear. Uh, number seven definition says it is the worship of God. The fear, <coughs> uh, fear means the worship of God. <coughs> Psalm 34 <coughs> says, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Um, number eight definition says it is the law and the word of God. Psalm 19 says the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Uh, the ninth definition says it is reverence and respect or due regard. Romans 13 says render to all their dues fear to whom fear is due. Right? Right? <clears throat> so we're talking about uh, the fear of God in a filial way or, you know, in a loving way in a loving way that is reverence and awe. And God also wants us to understand his, the terror of the Lord, the terror of the Lord. He wants us to understand that because <clears throat> without, un, without that understanding, we're not truly fearing him. We have to understand that fear also does mean terror and fright. So this is what causes us <clears throat> to work out <clears throat> our own salvation with this kind of fear. And Bible says trembling. Well, what makes you tremble? The terror of the Lord, the, 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 the fear of either being separated from him or being judged and uh, judged by him for evil works and being sent to hell. Amen being sent to hell. Bible says that some are saved by fear. Some are saved by fear. See, it is this kind of fear is still necessary because some people are only saved by this kind of fear. They, they are saved by fear. And then once they are saved, they come into the knowledge of God and they begin to love God and they begin to adopt the filial fear, right? But the slavish fear, the terror, the fear of the punishment and the judgment, that kind of fear. Some people are saved by that kind of fear because they like, I am, wait a minute, I'm in this thing too deep. I'm too deep in this darkness. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm too deep in this darkness and I need, um, 
you know, I, I, I don't want to go to hell. I, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell. What scripture is that? That's Jude. And we're going to Jude. <clears throat> we're going to Jude because the Lord said to go to Jude. Um, but before we get to Jude, let me give you the rest of this prophetic uh, um, word here. He says, um, the, uh, remember that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom. It is the beginning. So we cannot obtain or attain to the knowledge of God or the wisdom or revelation. The wisdom or revelation knowledge, the spirit of wisdom and revelation, we cannot attain unto until we actually fear the Lord. Until we actually fear the Lord. You know, remember um, Simon the sorcerer? He wanted to buy the gifts of God. Uh, he, he wanted to purchase the gifts of God with money. And, and what did the apostles say to him? I think it was Peter. <laughs> Probably Peter. Yeah, I think it was Peter who said to him, um, your money perished with you because you thought that the gift of God could be bought with money. So what is that saying? He didn't fear the Lord, but he wanted something from God. He didn't fear the Lord. He didn't love the Lord, but he wanted something from him. He wanted his wisdom. He wanted his knowledge. How did you do that? How did you get that? I want to get that. I want to do that like that because I want money. So he offered them money. <laughs> he, 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 was, he, he was thinking, you know, hey, you know, you got to spend money to make money, right? <laughs> you know, so let me give you this money. You know, you give me this knowledge. <laughs> you see? And that's the reason why they, he was called Simon the sorcerer, because he operated in divination. He was already trying to obtain spiritual knowledge from other sources outside of the Holy Spirit. He was already trying to, and, and many are, are like Simon the sorcerer today, you know, practicing divination. Divination just means you, 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 you're, uh, you're obtaining spiritual knowledge from other sources, from the, from the, from the kingdom of darkness rather than the kingdom of light. He said, if I be a father, where is my fear? The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him, them that fear him. We talked about that Tuesday night. And, and the um, there's a scripture, I think it's in Isaiah, where the spirit of God is saying, um, uh, hold on, is that Malachi? It's Malachi. Just came up in my heart. It's Malachi. Listen to this. Listen to this. It says, they that feared the Lord spake often one to another and the Lord hearkened, the Lord listened in and heard it. 
and a book of remembrance was written before him, was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. So those who fear the Lord and love him with this filial type of fear, they speak often about him one to another. My sister and I, we get on the phone and we talk about, I mean, nothing but God. It's not a, it's not a normal conversation. I'll tell you that. We don't even ask like, you know, really too much about, well, how you doing? Well, well, how was your day? And, you know, that is, you know, very, very minimal. That's like, well, what immediately we like, well, what is the Lord saying? What are you hearing the Lord? Well, what, what, what's going on over there? What, what are you, you know, what are you hearing? from the Lord. You see, what is the Lord doing over there in your life? What is he saying to you? <laughs> you see, they that fear and he and the Holy Spirit always just sits in these conversations. We can feel him. We can tell when angels are there, they're listening in. We can tell and we laugh and we talk about it because they let us know that they're there. They let us know. The Holy Spirit lets us know that he's there. We can feel his presence so thick and heavy just because we're speaking one to another about the Lord. And the Lord, it's, the Bible says, and the Lord hearkened. He hearkened. He's like, mm, that's my babies. That's my babies. That's my babies. Yeah. They, he hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance, he says. We're, our names are written down in the Lamb's book of life because we fear the Lord. Because we've surrendered our life to him. Our lambs, are, our names are written down in his book of remembrance. He's writing these things. He's writing things about you and your life. What is he writing about you? What is he writing about you? What is he writing? Because remember, we, we are going to be judged according to our works, be it good or evil, according to the works that are protruding out of our hearts. And, and it says that he heart, it says that, um, they were written in the book of remembrance. Um, also, them that thought upon his name. Those that sit there and just ponder and think about God and the greatness of God and the wonder and the awesomeness of God and the, and the love of God. And that are grateful, grateful, you know, that, 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 that he's, with us, that he's in us, that he's for us, and that we're in him. Grateful that we belong to him. Not just thinking about, you know, count my blessings one by one, you know. No, thinking about and grateful for your father. Grateful for your father. Grateful. Grateful to him. Thinking about his goodness. When I think about goodness of God. Amen. And all he's done for me, my soul cries, hallelujah. Right? Right? 
So he said, uh, he said, he said, he wrote a book of remembrance about us. And this is what he says about us. He says, and they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts in that day when I make up my jewels and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Then shall you return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. It is the fear of the Lord. It is the fear of the Lord. You, you see? Did you see that? That's Malachi 3, 16 and 17, or 16 through 18. Malachi 3, 16 to 18. Powerful, powerful. There's another scripture that talks about the angels, how the angels inquire to look into the things, uh, the conversations and the things that we are talking about concerning the Lord, the angels. Um, and another scripture talks about how the angels, the Lord sent the angels through to mark them. Let me grab that to mark them that uh, that spoke often one to another. Um, that, uh, let's see. Bear with me. If you know that scripture, give me that scripture. Um, I think it's in Isaiah. One of these scriptures I know is in Isaiah. Um, uh, is it the one about the inkhorn? Ooh. No, it's not the one about the inkhorn. I got to find it, you guys. Yeah, because you know how the enemy wants to, uh, the mark, the real mark of the beast, which is not the vaccine, by the way. You know, uh, I'll say that again. It's not the vaccine. Um, uh, but the... Uh, that's nothing, you know, that's, that's nothing new. Um, that's nothing new. Ezekiel, it is Ezekiel nine and chapter nine, verse four. That's nothing new. Uh, the mark of the beast, you know, how he wants to mark you in the forehead and in the right hand, because God, God did it first, you know, copy, paste, copy, paste devil. God did that first. Ezekiel chapter nine, verse four. It says, and the Lord said unto him, talking, <coughs> he's talking to an angel here. Let me back up. Let me back up. So it was the, the ink horn. It says um, Ezekiel chapter 9. Um, start. Let's start at verse 1. It says, he cried also in my ears with a loud voice saying, cause them that, ch that have charge over the city to draw near and even every man with his destroying weapon in his hand. 
And behold, six men came from the way of the higher gate, which lied toward the north. Every man with a slaughter weapon in his hand. And one man among them was clothed with linen, with a writer's inkhorn by his side. You know, the the the, the way they wrote uh the thing that they used to write with back then, it wasn't, it wasn't a pen like we have today, right? It was a writer's, they called it a writer's inkhorn, an inkhorn. It says, and they went in and stood beside the brazen altar. And the glory of the God of Israel was gone up from the cherub, whereupon he was to the threshold of the house. Now, this is all, you know, a, a heavenly uh, vision and heavenly uh, prophetic um, instruction that Ezekiel is hearing and seeing. It says, and the glory of God, of the God of Israel, was gone up from the cherub, whereupon he was, to the threshold of the house. And he called to the man clothed with linen, which had the writer's inkhorn by his side. And the Lord said unto the man, said unto him, go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men. This is the mark we should be worried about. <laughs> set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. All the, you see, you, you think we're just, oh, they crazy. All they do is just, you know, moan and, and murmur and, and complain about what's wrong with the church and what's going on, you know, and, 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 and just uh, that's all they do. They just sigh and cry, always crying about what the devil is doing and what's wrong with the church and what's wrong with, with the people. Well, <laughs> it, it, obviously, it's not just us. It's not just us because it is the spirit of God that is weeping over his people. That's why he said, go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. Oh, I don't want to think about that. I just want to think about what the Lord is doing. Upon all them, set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and cry because of all the abominations that, that be done in the midst thereof. Noah sighed and cried. The Bible says that, they, that he was vexed day and night. They vexed his righteous soul with their wickedness. And Noah walked with God. Noah was a righteous man in the eyes of God, perfect and just and upright in his generations. That's what the Lord said about him. So don't tell me that. It says, and to the others, he said in my hearing, go to the others that are not sighing and crying for all the abominations that are done in the midst. He said to those to the others, those, he said in my hearing, Ezekiel says, the Lord said, go ye after him, go ye after him, go, he told, he's telling Ezekiel now to follow the man with the inkhorn, the man that's marking the people that are sighing and crying because of the abominations. 
Now he's telling Ezekiel to go behind this man through the city and smite or slay and let not your eyes spare. That means don't look on them, whether they're man, woman, old, young, child, baby, whatever. Go through the mist and smite. Let not your eyes spare them, neither have pity because your eye, if you look on them long enough, you will begin to spare them because your heart will pity them. The Lord said, do not pity them. Slay utterly young and old, both maids and little children and women, but come not near any man upon whom is the mark and begin at my sanctuary. Then they began at the ancient men, which were before the house, the ancient men or the elders or the leaders. Don't tell me that. See, I'm in the book, y'all. I'm in the book. I'm in the book. And he said unto them, defile the house. Since they want it defiled, we're going to defile the house and we're going to fill the courts with the slain. Go ye forth. And they went forth and slew in the city. It says it came to pass while they were slaying them, I was left that I fell upon my face and cried. And I said, oh, Lord God, will you destroy all the residue of Israel in the pouring out of thy fury upon Jerusalem? The fear of the Lord the terror of the Lord, the terror of the Lord. Then the Lord said unto him, the iniquity of the house of Israel and Judah is exceeding great. And the land is full of blood and the city full of perverseness. For they say the Lord hath forsaken the earth and the Lord seeth not. He said, but, and as for me also, my eyes shall not spare, neither will I have pity but I will recompense their way upon their head. And behold, the man clothed with linen, which have the inkhorn by his side, reported the matter, saying, I have done as thou hast commanded me. I have done as thou hast commanded me. So we're talking about the fear of the Lord here. Talking about the fear of the Lord. 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 The angels encamp about them who fear the Lord. To deliver them. The Lord says, fear me and live. Fear me and live. Do you not fear hell? Do you not fear hell? Do you not feel hell? Do you not fear the lake of fire? Or do you not believe in hell or the lake of fire? Do you not believe in it? You know, do you not believe in it? Let's look here at um, something. I'm going to show you something here. You know how many times the Bible, uh, the, the word hell is mentioned in the Bible? 54 times, 54 times, 54 times, hell is real. Deuteronomy 32 and 22, 
for a fire is kindled in my anger and shall burn unto the lowest hell and shall consume the earth with her increase and set on fire the, the foundations of the mountains. Second Samuel 22 and six, the sorrows of hell compassed me about the snares of death prevented me. Job 11 and eight. It is as high as heaven. Who, who, uh, what can thou do deeper than hell? What can thou know? Job 26 and 6, hell is naked before him. Talking about God, hell is naked before God and destruction hath no covering. Psalm 9, 17, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. Psalm 16 and 10, for thou will not leave my soul in hell. Neither will thou suffer thy holy one to see corruption, corruption. Why? Because hell is the place where the worm dieth not. It is full of worms, maggots, even a, a man who had a uh, Bill Wise who was on Pastor Isaiah's uh, live stream. I'll share the video talking about hell. He had a vision. He was caught up in a, a in a uh, 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 in a vision. But it was more of a uh, it was a. Uh, it was a vision. It wasn't a dream. And, and he went to hell. He went to hell. The Lord showed him hell and he saw maggots and the scripture came to him that it is the place where the worm dieth not. Where the worm dieth not. It's the worms are continually eating on the flesh, eating on, you know, uh, eating away at the people in hell or the souls in hell. Is, he, he talks about how flesh is in hell. It's not literal flesh, but it looks, you can still see that it looks like flesh. Oh God, because the fire is, is burning it, but it's not consuming. It says, uh, it, it, it talks about that the worm uh, dieth not. Corruption, corruption, utter corruption. Uh the worms are still eating on you. The maggots are still eating. Oh God. Psalm 18 and five, the sorrows of hell compassed me about the snares of death prevented me. Psalm 55, 15, let death seize upon them and let them that let them go down quick into hell for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. Are, are, are we seeing it? Are we seeing it? Are we seeing it? You say, well, hell, you know, God doesn't send his children to hell. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> that is not true. That is not true. Because his children that turn from following him and start following something else will go to hell. They will go to hell. They will. Yeah, you can reject the Lord. And go straight to hell. Proverbs 27 and 20. Hell and destruction are never full. So the eyes of man are never satisfied. Isaiah 5, 14. Therefore hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure and their glory and the multitude and their pomp. And he that rejoices shall descend into it. It's down there. Descend, descend, down, down. 
down like the sunken place, down. It's under the earth. Isaiah 14 and 9, hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It is stirred up, it stirreth up the dead for thee. Even all the chief ones of the earth, it has raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. Isaiah 14, 15, yet shall, yet shall thou be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Yes, pit is in the Bible. To the sides of the pit. Isaiah 28, 15, because you have said we have made a covenant with death and with hell, are we at agreement? When the overflowing scourge shall, pa shall pass through, it shall not come unto us. For we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. Hell. We're going to hell. Isaiah 28, 18. And your covenant with death shall, not, shall be disannulled, and your agreement with hell shall not stand. Isaiah 15 and 9. And thou wentest to the king uh, with, uh, with ointment. And with perfume, thou didst send thy messengers far off and did debase thyself even unto hell. Uh, Ezekiel 31, 16, I made the nations to shake at the sound of his fall. Talking about Lucifer. When I cast him down to hell with them that descend into the pit and all the trees of Eden, the choice and the best of Lebanon and all that drink water shall be com comforted shall be comforted in the nether parts of the earth. The nether parts of the earth. The nether parts of the earth. You want a New Testament? Jesus. Jesus. Matthew 5.22. But I say unto you, this is Jesus speaking, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. The council. There is a heavenly council. Amen. Heavenly council. Talking about the laws of God, the courtroom of heaven. There is a heavenly council. Shall be in danger of the council, but whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. Why would Jesus mention hell fire if hell wasn't real? Matthew 5, 29. And if thy right hand offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should, be, should perish and not that the whole body should be cast into hell. Matthew 5 and 30. Excuse me. Matthew 10, 28. And fear not them which kill the body. This is Jesus. Fear not them which kill the body, but are not uh, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. See, hell was created for Satan and his demons. That's why he wants you to go with him. <laughs> That's why he's 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 doing everything he can to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. To take us to hell with him. <clears throat> I'm not lying when I say he wants to take you straight to hell with him. Matthew eleven twenty three, and thou Capernaum, this is Jesus speaking again, which are exalt which are exalted unto heaven, shall be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. 
Matthew 16, 18. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Shall we continue? Matthew 23. Uh, Matthew 23, 15. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you can pass sea and land to make one a proselyte. You travel wide and far to make one like you, to make disciples of yourselves, <laughs> to, to convert people, you know, to your faith. And when he is made, though, when he is converted, you make him twice fold the child of hell than yourself. Matthew 23, 33, you serpents, you generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? God is, Jesus is talking about hell. He's talking about hell. He's talking about hell. We talked about the rich man and Lazarus. They were in hell. Luke 16. It says, um, and in hell, he lift up his eyes being in torments and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Talking about the rich man in hell. In hell. In hell. Second Peter. For Second uh, Peter chapter two verse four. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into the chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, uh, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood of of uh, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes condemn them with an overflow, making them an, an example unto those that after should live ungodly. This is an example to you that live ungod ungodly. Right? He's talking about what? Hell. The He spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them into hell. Who is he warning here? Peter. False prophets. He said there were false prophets also among the people. Even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of the way of by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of and through their covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not and their damnation slumbereth not talking about they're going to hell they're going to hell they're going to hell. I told you those people who started the church of Satan, they were once in the knowledge of God. They started out, but they did not continue with us because they were not of us. They were of Judas or they were of Satan, their father. Revelation, I uh, 1, uh, 18, I am he that liveth. This is who? 
Jesus. I am he that liveth and was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Shall we continue? Revelation 20, 13. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it and the dead and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. Are we seeing it? Revelation 20, 14. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. So hell will be cast into the lake of fire. Why do you think the devil is working overtime to turn you out? Because he's trying to take you to hell and you ought to be scared. You ought to be scared. You ought to be scared of hell. The Lord said, what? Do, do not you fear hell? Do you do not you fear hell? The Bible talks about how the angels, um, how the angels and the 24 elders, um, how the angels and the 24 elders worship before the throne of God with fear, with fear, with fear. They worship what? Before the throne of God with fear. Something just happened here. Didn't, okay, there we go. They worship the Lord in fear, both day and night. They worshiped him. The Lord instilled his fear into Adam and Eve regarding the tree in the midst of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's He used that tree to instill fear in them. He said, this is mine. My tree, my knowledge, don't touch this. I don't want you to know evil. That's why he's, That's why he put it there. The same way a parent does with their child. If they don't fear you at all, they won't respect you at all, right? If, you, if they don't respect you, if your children don't respect you, they're not going to obey you. You see, that kind of fear. Even street thugs understand this, this, this kind of fear, this concept, you know? So does the whole world. We all want respect, right? So we try to put fear in people. Yeah. There's no fear of God before their eyes, the Lord says. There's no fear of God before their eyes. Who is he talking about? No fear of God before their eyes. No fear of God before their eyes. Romans chapter three, verse 18. Romans chapter three. It says, uh, let's start at verse 17. It says, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and the world and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight for by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God, which uh, without the law is manifested being witnessed by the law and the prophets, 
there it is again. No fear of God before their eyes. How do you know? Because they don't have any peace. Destruction and misery are in their ways. They have no peace. Bible says that the wicked have no peace. They rest not day nor night. They rest not. Their feet are swift to shed blood, to do evil. They rest not. There's no rest for the wicked. Um, the Bible says uh, that he that removeth a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. He that removeth a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. Uh, what is that? Put up here. I didn't pull up uh, all my scriptures uh, earlier, so sorry about that. Ecclesiastes. I mean, Ecclesiastes, um, chapter ten. I have it here in my Bible. I have like all the pages. Like you see how it looks like like loaves of bread, <laughs> but yeah, I just decided to use my, my online. What does it say? It's Ecclesiastes chapter 10. <clears throat> Watch this. Watch this. Uh, verse 5. It says, There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, as an error which proceedeth from the ruler. Folly is set in great dignity, and the rich sit in low place. Hmm. Hmm. I have seen servants upon horses and princes walking as servants upon the earth. Hmm. Hmm. Wonder why. Hmm. It says he that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. And whoso breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. You see that? You see that? What did the Lord say here in this scripture? He said to me, he that he that breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. He said, the Holy Spirit said, Satan removed the hedge by removing the fear of the Lord. That's how he removes the hedge. He removed the hedge from around Eve by removing the fear of the Lord. How? He brought her into agreement with him, like I told you Tuesday night, with one word, yay, did God say, yay. He brought her into agreement. This opened the door to her mind or to her carnal mind. Then he asked her a question to remove the hedge completely, to remove the hedge of fear. He said, did God say? This caused her to doubt the integrity of God's love. Then he offered her a lie wrapped in truth. And when she accepted the lie or she bought the lie, he released his poisonous venom of pride and rebellion into her. Into her. He that breaketh a hedge, a serpent shall bite him. It means don't, 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 don't break the hedge of God's law. Don't break the hedge of God's love. Because a serpent is waiting to bite you. It says, whoso removeth stone shall be hurt with a stone. And he that cleaveth wood shall be endangered thereby.
We're going to Jude now. We're going to Jude. Going to the book of Jude. <clears throat> going to the book of Jude. Jude. <clears throat> Uh, it's, it's, it's only one chapter. So we're going to read this uh, here. The Lord says, um, where is his fear? Where is his fear? Where is his fear? This is what happens when we lose the fear of the Lord. When we lose the fear of the Lord, <clears throat> we don't... Uh, we lose our discernment. When we lose the fear of the Lord, we lose our discernment. That's my last scripture. When we lose the fear of the Lord, we lose our discernment. What did it say? They're no longer able to see, right? He says, um, Jude, <clears throat> chapter one, verse one, it says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. To them what? That are sanctified, that means set apart by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Notice he didn't say Christians. He said saints. Sanctified. He said saints. For, the, for there are certain men crept in. This is why we need the fear of the Lord. You see, this is why. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Now, what, what, what are we talking about? Those who were once, they were once with the Lord. They were once that they once had knowledge of the Lord. They once knew the Lord, right? But they went out from among the, from among us because they were not with us. Or they were not of us, right? And here it is. There are certain men crept in unawares. See, they want to come back and spoil the church. They want to come back and take you with them to hell. There, there are certain men crept in unawares. These are demons that, that are occupying these people. Crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. They were already ordained to it before the foundation of the world. So that's why the Bible says they were not of us. They don't have a heart like you. It says ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness. We'll see when we do, when we start walking like this and with this mindset, we know that we've lost the fear of God. We've lost the fear of the Lord. That's why he said, don't love the world nor the things of the world, because this is what's in there. Lasciviousness. We, we begin to turn the grace of God into lasciviousness like them. Ungodly men. And denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Eventually, you're going to deny him. Oh, are you better than Peter then? 
Are you better than Peter? <laughs> Come on now. Because there's coming a point in time when you're going to have to either confess him or deny him. You're going to have to confess him or deny him. Which one will you choose? Says it, 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 it says, I will, uh, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. They believed not, neither did they fear the Lord. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as saw, uh, you see, unto the judgment of the great day, right? Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. They're trying to lure you into this thing. Likewise, also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, dare not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuked thee. See, it wasn't that Michael was afraid of the devil when he said that. And it wasn't that Michael um, was even out of order. Michael said that because he saw, he knew what was coming, what the end of the, of the devil would be. He knew what his end would be. He already knows his end. He already knows. He says, the Lord rebuke thee. <laughs> but these speak evil of those things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beasts, in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward. What did the Lord say Tuesday night in the book of Isaiah? He said, they all love gifts and chase it after rewards. They run greedily, greed, I'm telling you, greed, greed. They ran, it says they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam. Balaam, you see? Jesus said, what? You cannot serve God and mammon, the God of this world, Balaam, Baal, mammon. They, they ran in the way, they gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the era of Balaam for reward. They wanted money and perished in the gainsaying of Kor. Now that's a whole message or, or, or a whole different um, revelation. You would have to do your backstory there on, on the gainsaying of court. These are spots in your feast of charity. See, these, these are sitting in the church. This is why we're talking to you. 
about the fear of the Lord. See, 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 we don't, <laughs> let me continue. These are spots in your feast of charity <laughs> when they feast with you. He's talking to the church. He ain't talking to the world. He's talking to the church. They are spots in your feast of charity or your feast of love, your services, your Sunday morning gatherings. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, without fear, without fear, without fear. Clouds they are without water. A cloud is supposed to have water. Huh. Clouds without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth. Without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. You see, these are the ones. All they talk about is carnal things. All they talk about, all they care about is carnal things. But the way of the Lord, the, the knowledge of the Lord, the fear of the Lord, the wisdom of, of the Lord, the love of God, they don't have. The holy unction, they don't have. The Holy Ghost, they don't have. You see? They, they, they can't. They can't engage themselves in such conversations because it's foolishness unto them. They're always going to bring you down, try to bring you down out of the high place into a carnal place. They're going to try to trap you on the ground. Don't go out to eat with them after church either. <laughs> Listen, it says raging waves of the sea, foaming out their shame, Wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Who? Wow. 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 The blackness of darkness. What is that, Lord? What is that? The abyss? What is that? The blackness of darkness? Are we seeing it? It says, and Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches with which ungodly sinners have spoken against them. These are murmurers, complainers. Beware of murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. Because you have an advantage with them, that's why you admire them, because they're helping you with something, they're giving you something. Yeah, they're teaching you how to do what they do. Yeah, you have their person in admiration. You have them up here, but the people that are carrying the real word of the Lord, the people that are walking in obedience and humility before God, you have them down here because they don't have as much, they, they, they don't have as much advantage 
in your eyes. You see? You see? And your and their mouth speaks great swelling words. Just great swelling words. Even when they type, they type in all these swelling words. Right? Trying to impress you somehow. Why? You say, well, that's just the way I am. Well, well is it the nature of Jesus though? Is it the nature of Jesus? That's the question. See, God didn't come God, God didn't come to leave us the way we are. He came to transform us into the image and likeness of Christ. Take it or leave it, but it's the truth. It's the truth. He came to transform us. If not so, he would not have said put on the mind of Christ. And and he would not have set the fivefold gifts in the church to bring us to that place of maturity in Christ until we grow up into him who is the head, which is Christ. We begin to see things differently. We begin to speak differently. We begin to walk differently. We begin to act differently. This is about transformation. Transformation. You say, oh no, that's just the way I am. Well, that's the way Peter was, but the Lord transformed him, didn't he? See, Peter came to a point where he, he denied Jesus. That's when he really, really, really saw himself. That's when he really, really saw himself. And he understood that Jesus saw him too, because Jesus had already prophesied. He said, no, you're going to deny me. You're going to deny me before the cock crows three times. See, God sees you. He sees you. He sees what's in your heart. He sees us. He sees us. He sees us. He knows our end from our beginning. He sees us. He sees us. Trying to help somebody. He sees us. This is about transformation. God didn't save us to be to leave us the same. Oh, well, that's just your personality. I like your personality, so I'm just going to leave you like that. No. No. He uses that, but he transforms it. He transforms it. And when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, he rides in that vehicle. <laughs> He rides in that vehicle, but every eye will see and know that it's not, that it's not you. It is him. It is him. It is him. Peter stood up full of the Holy Ghost and said, you see, the apostles, they stood up when they preached, they were full of the Holy Ghost, not full of themselves, not full of enticing words of man's wisdom, but they spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Their speech was in the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Are we seeing it? All right, are we seeing it? It says, these are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust. Their mouth speaks great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But beloved, 
Remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you that there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. People like us, they mock us. <laughs> they say, oh, you're too serious. You're too deep. Relax, chill. It's not that serious. You don't take all that, right? Mocking, scoffing. Yeah. It says, it says, these be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the spirit. When you don't have the spirit, you are sensual. Your knowledge is sensual. It's carnal. It's devilish. It appears as an angel of light, but it's darkened. It's devilish. It's sensual. It's carnal. It's carnal. It's carnal. Are, 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 we, are we catching this? It's carnal. He said, what? Having not the spirit. Having not the spirit. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the holy what? Praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our, of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Unto eternal life. See, we should be living this life looking unto eternal life. Living this life to live again. That's why God is giving you the giving us these heavenly experiences and these heavenly encounters where we're spending long hours in the in the presence, excuse me, in the presence of God. Long hours before the Lord, caught up, caught up in the realm of heaven, caught up in the supernatural realm, caught up to his throne, caught up. He's already giving us a glimpse of heaven. He's saying, you, he's saying, yeah, get more used to this because you'll be here soon. You'll be, you'll be here. <coughs> you'll, excuse me. You'll be here soon. I want you to become more used to this. Get used to this because this is your home. This is your home. And this is your eternal home. It, it says, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear. And others save them with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. You see. Look, you, you're going to hell if you keep doing that. You're going to hell if you keep doing that. You see what I'm saying? Others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. You see, this is about love. It's about loving people and wanting to save them, even if it means saving them with fear. If I have to use fear to get you out of that out of that hell fire, I will. 
I will. If I have to use fear tactics, I will. Am I trying to scare you? Absolutely. 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 That's what my pastor, Pastor Isaiah said. Yeah, absolutely I am. It, verse 24, it says, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. You guys, I know these messages this week have been uh, rather long, but I tell you what, very necessary, very necessary, very necessary, very necessary. The Lord is preparing a people. He's preparing his bride. The Lord is preparing his bride now. He's preparing his bride. That's what this is about. That the Lord is preparing his bride. Sorry, I was on the scriptures. I wasn't looking at the screen. But the Lord is preparing his bride. You know, and we should be thankful. We should be thankful. We should be thankful for that. <clears throat> so um, well, I'm going to leave you here tonight. And um, I will be back uh, with another, uh, the next message. Hmm. Um, next week, Tuesday night, uh, Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. You know, hmm. there's 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 so much, um. There's so much that the Lord um, is speaking. There's so much that the Lord is speaking. It, I, sometimes I feel like I can't say it all. You know, I, I, I feel like, you know, I, you know, Lord, you would just have to leave me here and just let me preach forever. But I don't want to miss the rapture, <laughs> you know. But there's so much that the Lord is saying. There's so much that he's saying to his, that he's trying to get uh, into the hearts of his people. He's trying to get into the ears of his people. Um, there's so much that, so much to be said. So much to be said. But um, of course, you know, I can't tell, I can't finish everything tonight. So we're going to stop here. But uh, I pray that this Lord, that this word uh, be sealed to your heart as always. And um, I, I pray for the blood of Jesus to cover you and your families and that uh, the Lord will grant unto you the spirit of uh, knowledge and revelation, uh, wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him and in the knowledge of his son, uh, Jesus Christ. I pray that the Lord will fill you with the knowledge of his will the knowledge of his divine and perfect will that he will fill you with the knowledge of his will. Amen. I pray that the Lord will strengthen you, that the Lord will uphold you with the right hand. 
Glory to God. That the Lord will uphold you with the right hand of his righteousness. That the Lord will uphold you with the right hand of his righteousness. That we will actually walk as righteous men and women in the earth. The righteous, the righteous, the righteous, the righteous. Some, so, so many, I'm saying this because so many people are stuck in unrighteousness. It's a simple, it's, you say, oh, that's just a, such a simple word, righteous, unrighteousness. Yeah, I'm righteous. My faith is accounted unto me for righteousness. But you're not judged according to your faith. You're judged according to your works. And your works, your works must be found righteous before the Lord. You see, real faith is attached to righteousness. It's not just, I believe God. It is, it is walking like God. It is walking like him. It, 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 is, it is representing him. We can't keep teaching this thing like this. No, it's my faith that's accounted unto me to, for righteousness. I show you my faith by my words. See how I can get money? No. 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 Your, 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 your eyes are wide shut and you're chasing the wrong thing. You're chasing the wrong thing. You're chasing the wrong thing. He said, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. We got to get this thing right. We're preaching false doctrine out here and leading so many people astray. Leading so many people astray. Really, 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 really. We are. Oh, God, help us. I pray um, that the spirit of godly sorrow and the spirit of repentance will work in every heart tonight. Spirit of repentance. Spirit of repentance. I pray that the Lord will give you heavenly encounters, that he will catch you up in heavenly visions and trances. That your dreams will turn into visions. Even open visions in Jesus' name. Open visions. Open visions. May the Lord show you what heaven is really like. We're going to talk about that next week. What heaven is really like. May the Lord show you the difference between heaven and hell and what it's really like. So you can make an informed decision. A well-rounded decision. So you can make a decision and get off the wall, off the fence. Come out of the valley of decisions. Come out of the valley of decisions. Did you hear what I said? Come out of that valley of decisions. You must choose. You must choose. You must choose. 
Choose ye this day who you will serve. You must choose. You must choose. You must choose. And you must do it quickly. Because we don't have all the time in the world. You don't have all the time in the world to choose. You see? We're already... 2,000 years beyond the last time, according to 1 John chapter 2. So what does that say? We're living in the last minutes. We're living in the last minutes. That means the last huh, moments of time, according to Kairos time, not chronological time, but Kairos. You see, God has his own time. It's not like our time. One day with the Lord is as a thousand years. It's like a thousand years to him. One day in chronological time is like a thousand years in Kairos with the Lord. Because God is eternal. He lives outside of time. He doesn't even need time. <laughs> but he's the father of time. Did you catch it? Did you catch it? Did you catch it? May the Lord bless you and keep you. Strengthen you. Grace you with a heart with an ear to hear and a heart to obey him. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. Open the eyes of your understanding. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Laodicea, Laodicea. We don't want to be governed by our own agendas anymore. We don't want to be governed. We don't want to govern ourselves anymore. Let the Holy Ghost be the governor. Let the Holy Ghost be your governor, your leader, your guide. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Led by him, his beloved, you see. We are led by him. We are led by him. We are led by him. As a wife is led by her husband, and she is his what? Beloved. Beloved. Now are we the sons of God. Amen. God bless you. I'm going to leave you here. And uh, see you next week. And uh, pray that you have a wonderful weekend. Amen. Um, if you want to sow into this message, you can feel free to sow. Uh, here's the information <clears throat> at the bottom of the screen. Um, if you would like to sow or if you would like to support this ministry, you can go here um, or you can go to my website as well. I am divinity.com. I am divinity.com forward slash donate actually. Uh, but if you need deliverance, here's the link. You can uh, book a free session through that 
through that page on the website, iondivinity.com forward slash deliverance. You can uh, uh, fill out the little uh, information there and it will send me a message and I can get you scheduled uh, for a Saturday session. Amen. And if you work Saturdays, et cetera, you know, I do work around that. So for those who need um, special uh, days or, or things of that nature, I, I will still help you. I will still help you. I just want you to know that. And I have been helping people that could not be uh, there on Saturdays because they were working. Amen. So um, I am uh, flexible to that. Anyway, I love you guys. God bless you. Thank you for uh, listening. And I pray that you uh, share this message with someone who needs it. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe, you guys. Don't forget to subscribe. You say, oh, Sister Shelly, you boring. I'm not. Come on. I'm not boring. It's just that I have to deliver these kinds of words. Um, I have to deliver these kinds of words sometimes because I'm trying to wake up the church. God is trying to wake up his sleeping bride. He's trying to wake up Talitha Kume. He's trying to wake up this damsel. My God, she's trying to wake it. Wake her up. Judgment first begins at the house of God. We don't want the wake up call to be judgment, do we? So we have to heed the warnings. We have to heed the warnings. Amen. We have to heed the warnings. Um, so yeah, feel free um, to like, comment, share, and make sure you subscribe. If you've been watching and you're not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. Like, why? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Really? 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 Why are you doing that? <laughs> like, come on. You keep coming back, you might as well stay. You know, ain't nothing wrong with it. Subscribing is free. And um, yeah, I'm going to uh, leave you here tonight. Amen. God bless you. I love you. And I will see you uh Saturday, for those of you who are joining me for intercession, I'm going to play the little clip here at the end um, with the details of the prayer call. It's Saturday mornings. If you would like to join me for prayer, amen. And you should want to join plug in somewhere for prayer and intercession because God is, is, is definitely uh, has definitely been calling us back to intercession, spirit led intercession. Amen. So I'm going to play this clip for you and I love you and I'll see you soon. All right. Take care.